Welcome to Heads Up Hockey. It is all things hockey talk and all things centric around the game. And it's also New Jersey Devils talk as well. And please enjoy the show. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Heads Up Hockey. This is your host, Jersey Joe. It is Martin Luther King Day here in the States. It's Monday. It is the 18th of January, 2021. So the Devils already have two games in the books already. They lost the first one in a shootout to the Boston Bruins with Tuka Rask in net. And Brad Marchand had the game-winning goal on his stick. He had the power play goal. Uh, Eventually, that was tied up by no other than Miles Wood, the Boston College alum. The New Jersey Devils had uh, tie the game up, and then you had Ty Smith get his first NHL point uh, during that game. And although like the Devils missed out on some scoring attempts, they were a little flat-footed in the first period. They came out a little bit more smoother in transition. Uh, I really think the way that the younger core is starting to form that they're just looking more confident. Like Jack Hughes had two points in his first game of the season. And then in the second game, he had an assist that uh, helped get Miles Wood to uh, connect. And that was an assist to no other than Ty Smith, who chipped the puck in uh, right in the slot for Miles Wood to tip it in. So it was kind of like a repeat of game one. And I'm starting to see a lot of uh, stability coming in from uh, no other than Dmitry Kulikov, who the Devils signed for um, this offseason. And I really feel confident that he's stabilizing the defense. Ryan Murray's looked pretty confident. You know, playing the puck up, um, Mango or Andreas Janssen um, on the penalty kill, on the four check. He's looked pretty good. Um, I don't think these other guys get enough credit. Uh, the Bastion McLeod and Yanni Kokonen line in the second game actually looked really good. Uh, bringing the puck up ice, playing along the boards, you know, four checking, that kind of small anticipated style of hockey is very important in today's game and when you want to win board battles against a team like the Boston Bruins or let's say an upcoming team like uh, the New York Rangers you have a lot of the intangibles down on your bottom six pairing and I think it just really helps the Devils and Everyone want to chip in under Lindy Ruff's system. And it goes to show that the guys that come in to play for that amount of ice time, it really shows that they're trying to get the best out of each other. And they want to create uh, a lot of chaos in the opposing zone. So to really put it in perspective, like if the Devils top two lines can click, and you have the third and fourth lines that grind it out and get the other 
top three uh, defense pairs on the opposition more tired, kind of like you tire out of the Rangers if they do that. If they can pull that off, you know, it'll make scoring a lot easier. PK's starting to look like himself a little bit more, like his second half. Uh, well, technically it wasn't a second half of the NHL season last year because we all know with, you know, the pandemic – it shut things down a little sooner, but I'm just saying the the later portion of that season, in February to March, PK was starting to foam up into a nice uh, former version of himself in Nashville, and so I think this year he can really take his own grip on it and get the puck up ice and uh, just keep shooting at will if he if he can keep doing it. Uh, Kyle Palmieri didn't look so good in his first game of the season. Uh, looked a little flat-footed in the overtime. He didn't look like he could really roof the puck on top of uh, Tuka Rask of the Boston Bruins in overtime. And he expected Jack Hughes to be on his wing to make the pass, but he could only take the shot off. So kind of um, let you fans know that Yegor Sharangovich, who's been really, really hot of late, uh, he has been on a tear since his KHL time in Dynamo Minsk, which is in Belarus. And he just looked flat out fast. He was grinding it out along the walls. The Bruins really had to, like, be physical to try and take him off his game in the first game. And in the second game, he was just blitzing his way up the ice. And he just really made the defense for the Bruins a living hell, if I could put that out there. Um, Yet again, Ty Smith looked really smooth, you know, getting not just a goal in the first one and the assist in the second one. So he's been really good. He's been marinating over the past couple seasons since he was drafted by the Devils from the Spokane Chiefs and the WHL. And I really like where Ty Smith is going. I actually picked him up on my fantasy team because I like his upward trajectory. It's not just because he plays for the Devils, but anytime I like a rookie that has potential – I have to go get that player. Uh, I mean, Sharon Govich was pretty confident in the uh, overtime when Damon Severson made that heads-up hockey pass, and he just looked so confident, and he even said in the post-game interview that I don't think he actually closed his eyes, but I think he closed his eyes after uh, he scored the game-winning goal. Because it kind of sounds like a Mr. Miyagi type feel, um, the way he shot the puck. Um, The Devils have a little bit more work to do. Um, I know Mackenzie Blackwood's got this uh, one win and an overtime loss. To talk about his uh, the shot attempts that he saved, the shot against rather, um, he's saved. Basically, 62 out of 65 shots on net. 
And that is a 1.39 goals allowed average, which equates to a .954 save percentage uh, in 130 minutes of games already. Um, I expect him to possibly be going up against the New York Rangers if they're going to play Georgiev or the other guy that they got from the the KHL, Shesterkin, Igor Shesterkin. Um, I really think that the Devils, if they're going to play a backup, it's going to likely be Scott Wedgwood. But the Devils are looking pretty good so far. I honestly, uh, I wrote for the Puck Authority saying that um, the Devils are looking like a a fourth to sixth place uh, team in the East because um, when Corey Crawford uh, suddenly decided to retire, um, I was thinking fifth to third, but that trajectory made me lower the bar a little bit more and trying to set more realistic expectations. Um, like, excuse me. I really think the way the Devils are set up with their forward group, they have a lot of young guys like uh, Nolan Foote, who's going to be here on the taxi squad. You have Brat, who has to come over, you know, due to the customs. And he has to quarantine and he has to have uh, four negative tests, um, which is the same thing for Sammy Vatnin when he comes over from Finland. Uh, Brat comes over from Sweden. Um, it was Corey Massasak who mentioned that. And so right now, Nolan Foot, Maltsev, Mihail Maltsev, that, that is. Nick, Nicholas Merkley is on the taxi squad. And you have Butcher hasn't played in a game yet, but he is on the roster. Um, I do think that the Devils will have someone that they will call upon if, you know, Blackwood needs a break, but I don't think he's going to need a break just yet because of the past couple days off Um, helps him regain his composure and, you know, relax his muscles a little bit more. So, yeah, I just checked um, the – demographics for this podcast and it's pretty cool to see uh we have listeners from canada ireland taiwan poland australia uh united kingdom sweden brazil romania switzerland indonesia we have the philippines russia germany ukraine italy thailand belgium netherlands aruba hong kong norway Singapore, and Austria. And I will have to say this, though. Um, The Netherlands, you have Daniel Sprong, who is in the NHL now. um, Played a couple years already in the NHL. Norway, you have a little bit of a hockey presence. Austria, well, you didn't have a really good uh, World Juniors, but Marco Rossi is going to be one hell of an NHL player. And I'd like to see him in person. Uh after this pandemic ends, especially against the Devils, I like to see all these uh, post-drafted players um, when they come to Newark, and I like to see them uh, play at that rink. And you know, 
it's always great to see these players up close and get to see them in person and get an even more personal perspective of what they can bring. And Germany, uh, for those of my German listeners that are listening, uh, you have a really wonderful player in Tim Stutzler who will be playing for Ottawa. And when uh, interdivisional uh, co- uh, competition reopens again because of the whole border district, uh, the whole entire border uh, closures due to COVID-19. Um, the Devils and Senators can't play against each other, so I can't see Stutzle, uh here in Newark. So that's a, that's a real sad thing for me uh, because I would be excited to watch the next great forward from Europe coming over and Russia. Yeah. We have Gusev, Maltsev and we got another kid in what was his name? Shakir Muhammadulin, who's with Salavat Yulayev currently. I really am excited about the future of these foreign countries and their players. Uh, Switzerland, we obviously have Nico Heischer, but Heischer, is currently taking his time to get back to his normal form. Uh, Sweden, for the Swedish listeners, we have Jesper Bolkvist. Uh, Jesper Bratt is yet to be uh, here. So if your consulate could get him over a little bit quicker, I'd be very happy to be watching him play. And I really like the way he creates a lot of offense and he creates a lot of skill and depth for the Devils roster and he does a lot of amazing things and he is a great communicator uh, on the team and a lot of players like him a lot and he brings a good amount of energy and we got a lot of really good Canadian players and American players on this team and Jack Hughes is probably the most noticeable of them all. Uh, I really like Ty Smith as a Canadian player. Uh, Ryan Murray's looked so good far. And he just... Um, I just really want him to stay healthy for the rest of this um, this shortened season. Uh, Will Butcher's from the state of Wisconsin. And he's going to be a pretty good player if he can get some more ice time. Um, for those Russians that are listening to the podcast... Uh, Dmitry Kulikov, your native of Lipetsk, Russia, will be uh, stabilizing this defense core. And he could be teaching guys, you know, like Nikita Ohotyuk, uh, how to become a more uh, NHL-ready, uh, very experienced defenseman. And for the Canadians, again, I actually really like Kevin Ball. You know, the Taylor Hall trade seems to be working out for the Devils, and I tend to like it, you know, going forward. Uh, for the Czech listeners, if anyone's going to listen in, uh, Pavel Zaka is actually looking pretty good on the penalty kill. He's looking more confident under this uh, management team with Lindy Ruff and Mark Recchi, and he's just seeming to benefit a lot better than under uh, – John Hines and Hines to me failed a lot of these young players. 
I know it's 15 minutes in, but um, I like to get as many of the players noticed. Uh, Travis Zajac, I know he's 35 years of age, but he's still bringing a good veteran presence. Paul Mary's a veteran. I really like the way that this team is being built around these old, some of these older guys, and the core is starting to um, be built and fortified in a more stronger mold, I can say this properly. And I really just like the way that a lot of the young guys are competing for their roster spots. And it's not always just goals and assists. It's about how can you hold your your line, how you can, you know, move the puck up ice. It's how you can take advantage of odd man rushes. Will you be able to capitalize on the power play where you have to have the man advantage to use to your advantage and when you use that advantage how often will you be able to score these uh, goals especially against the Rangers uh, goaltenders who are pretty darn good I would have to say because I've seen them look pretty sharp uh, last year Georgiev is one of those guys when he's in he's locked in and I'm just trying to be as unbiased as possible. Uh, I really like the way Nicholas Merkley uh, tightened up his game in uh, in Finland for a set for the Finnish Liga, which is the big league in Finland. And I really like the way he was scoring a lot of assists and some goals here. And I just really like the way Jack Hughes is – built this year he's just like using his his 14 and a half pounds of muscle to help him become a more unstoppable force and he just looks more confident with the puck and redistributing the puck around the wall and being active moving his feet Nikita Gusev is starting to loosen up a little bit more he's playing a little bit better defensively, but he still has a few issues that need to be addressed. But once he gets his uh, his shot together in the next couple of games, I think he's going to start taking off and get a little streaky in that sense. I really like Jesper Boakvist a lot. Like He's a very versatile forward. He can play center, mostly wing, and... To me, he's going to be one of the most pivotal players this season where he can absolutely not just pass the puck, but his hockey IQ, his hockey sense is very uh, high for me. And I really like that in a player. And I think when you get him more offensive opportunities and scoring drives, he's only going to gain more confidence and, um, and experience. And so I know the saying for this team is, enjoy the ride but my slogan for this season going forward would be enjoy the progression and so far in the first two games I like the progression in this team and confidence is part of it experience is part of it and I like the intangibles of this team and they're looking pretty promising I will use that term a lot this year 
And to even emphasize on that, let's talk a little bit about uh, players and points and all these good things. So, like, I know that's early in the season, but you already have one devil already with three points. And Jack Hughes is actually in that category. And along with that, you have um, this one player, not a devil, but you have Steven Stamkos with five points. Not saying this player is that player or going to be like that player, but every play is a little different. But if you look at the way the devils are, you have a lot of good pieces, and Miles Wood has two points. And um, can he keep this up? Can he capitalize on uh, the way he is coming out of the gate as a player? I think he can chip in a little bit more, but um, I think it's going to be just fine under this system. So. Without further ado, um, I'd like to talk to I'd like to talk to you people about how this season, you know, I usually don't put up high hopes for, but I like the way that the coaching staff is doing their job, and uh, Tom Fitzgerald's going to have a lot to do with. Like I emphasized on the last episode that this is going to be a cut within the cut type year where you have a lot of guys who are RFAs um, and I'm going to tell you via cap friendly and I'll, I'll explain that um, in a second. And so per cap friendly, the Devils have... Travis Zajac, who's going to be a UFA in 21, Paul Mary in 21, Gusev in 21 uh, in the offseason. So what does that mean? What that means is essentially, um, from what I've been told by my sources, that uh, Tommy Fitzgerald has talked to Paul Mary and Gusev's camps already, and I know on the fourth period I talked about it on the Raising Hell in Jersey podcast, my dear friend Jake Wakeley's podcast, who I co-host with, and he's the host of that podcast. And what I mean is uh, the fourth period mentioned that Kyle Palmieri has seven ideal suitors for a trade. And if Palmieri um, doesn't want to stay with the team Actually, false. He does want to stay with the team because he said it publicly. But sometimes when the if the team falls out a little sooner before the trade deadline, the Devils can trade him away and get a lot of assets for him. Kind of like what we got with the Yanni Kokonen deal and the Blake Coleman deal. Like the Devils traded Coleman away. You got Nolan Foote and a, the pick for Nico Dawes. And then... You trade away Vatanen and then uh, you got Quoken in that deal and you signed Vatanen as a free agent. 
So it's kind of like a win-win, basically, for New Jersey in that way. But um, let me reiterate this. So Travis Zajac is 35 years old. He's the oldest player on the team um, right now. And the youngest guy is pretty much Jack Hughes at this point, who is 19. And the the forward group is actually under 25 years old on average. And you look at the defense is actually 27 years of age. And the goalies right now are actually under 28 years old on average. So if you look at that, uh, the Devils got Aaron Dell. Actually, you know what? Let's hit up on that for a moment. So Aaron Dell has an average salary of $800,000. And he has one year left. And his expiry status is RFA, so he's a restricted free agent. So, yeah, he's posted in 2017-18, 29 games, 2.64 goals allowed average. And he actually had a .914 save percentage. 18-19, uh, he had a 3.17 uh, goals allowed average with a .886. And then last year in 33 games, he posted a better uh, goals allowed average at 3.01 and a save percentage of .907. So he actually played in two uh, seasons worth of playoffs for the San Jose Sharks. And he was decent. Um, he'd be a good uh, third string goaltender. And maybe a good backup, just in case. Um, yeah, I'm not going to put too much stock onto that. But um, what was it? I was talking about the fourth period, and I've I've seen you know um, Paul Mary listed on there, and I've seen Jonas Corpusalo, who's to me I think is a good ideal goaltender to trade for with a couple years on his contract and. If you don't, then uh, maybe in two more seasons you can sign him as a free agent. And uh, my good buddy Alex Chavancy of the Hockey Writers, he mentioned that you can sign Antti Oranta as a free agent. And I actually would be fine with that. Um, but you'd have someone who's an experienced guy behind the net for you um, who can help Blackwood. And so back to the restricted free agents before I got off topic. Like, before we get to the RFAs, I I see Gusev, who's very likely to get an extension because I like what he brought last year. And if the Devils decide not to bring back Zajac, you can keep both Palmieri and Gusev. Um, if Miles Wood does well or he doesn't, or if Zaka doesn't do good enough, uh, you can trade Pavel Zaka and you can have another guy take his place. And, um, Jack Hughes is, uh, contracts up in 22, uh, 23. So 
the Devils need to be careful about handing out contracts and acquiring certain players who are going all the way through 22-23. Because um, in 22-23, when you include the RFAs and you have Andreas Janssen, um, that is $3.4 million uh, right now. So that's basically uh, the Devils would have to reallocate whatever kind of salary going forward in this flat cap for the next couple seasons uh, for the time being. Uh, in, tw- in the end of 21-22, uh, no, in the end of 21, before 21-22, you have Mike McLeod, Yanni Kokinen, and you have Jaeger Scherngovich and Nathan Bastian, who are all uh, the four RFAs. So there could be a guy, you know, staying with a team and you could see who you want to move or keep. There's so many things that the Devils have to do going forward. And the 21-22 uh, UFAs, you have Murray who's up for a deal. You have Carrick. I, to be fair to Connor Carrick, I think the Devils are pretty much set from the AHL and Carrick could be replaced. And I actually see Kulikov, if he keeps playing the way he is, I see Kulikov getting extended another season or two until uh, Kevin Ball and um, Nikita Hotyuk are ready. And maybe Tennyson moves on, but that's just me in a nutshell. And you have, for goalies, you have Aaron Dell and Scott Wedgwood are up in the 21 offseason. So that's kind of like that for the time being. You have Vatnin and Eric Comrie are up in 21 22 uh, for that upcoming season. So it'd be the end of 21 which would be this season. So you have Nick Merkley and Jill Sen up in uh, the 21 offseason. So, and actually, here's a fun fact. Um, buyouts. The Devils will have a buyout back um, at the end of 21 uh, of the 2021 uh, season because you know who that is? Michael Camilleri, who the Devils... Uh, bought out uh, not long ago. Um, it feels like a long time, but Michael Camilleri, um, Jake Wakeley could talk about him all day long, but I do remember him for his one-time slappers from the circle. And it was fun to watch, but, you know, when a player's at the end of their career, sometimes you just buy them out. Then, yep, Corey Schneider will be up, and t- his buyout will end in the off season of uh, 2024 from the 2023-24 season with a cap hit of uh, $2 million. And Ilya Kovalchuk's um, deal uh, with his recapture penalty of retirement too early ends after the 24-25 season. So uh, we will be uh, free of all that by 2025 so I know I just 
went on for over 30 plus minutes, but I figured since uh, it's been more than a week, I had to like update everyone. Um, not just talking about the Devils' first two games, but the upcoming games. Like um, the Islanders and the Rangers blew each other out. They shut each other out a couple times. And a good friend of the show, um, Molly Walker covers both the Isles and the Rangers. So it's always interesting to see what she has to write out there. Um, she also is a UMass grad and I used to live in the Western Mass area, a little further south away from Amherst. And so if you want to give her a good read, you know, uh, she works for the New York Post, not the New York Times. <laughs> But um, for those of you who are listening from Switzerland, uh, Nico Heischer is currently on injury reserve. Uh, Devils are not going to rush their potential captain. I actually would like to see him get the C. And for those of you who uh, want to send me ideas for the podcast or you want to hear different topics, uh you can reach me on Twitter at J-E-R-S-E-Y-D-E-V-I-L-O-G on Twitter. Um, my Instagram is at Joe of Jersey, J-O-E-O-F-J-E-R-S-E-Y. And thank you. Have a wonderful rest of your week. And maybe I'll have uh, another show to bring you. So let's go Devils.